welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on work-life balance in 2021. Well, if you're just now joining, I would encourage you to go back and listen from the beginning as we share a lot of information on these topics But I want to dive into the next tip that I have for this work-life balance. I realize that um, I'm speaking to a variety of different situations and scenarios in an audience globally. And so I'm going to try to cover every aspect possible. But I think this next one applies to all of us, no matter what your station in life, whether you have kids, don't, whether you're working from home or you're not. This next one will help us all if we can learn to do this. Create clear technological boundaries. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, we all have email, we have social media, we have phone calls, we have all of these responsibilities that are tied to our work. And unfortunately, technology is a, a huge part of what so many of us do. And so what we need to do is figure out a way to keep it from swallowing us up. Now, one of the things that I like to encourage the executives that I work with is to consider creating a couple of things. First, autoresponders is one. We're going to talk about that. And then check times is another one we're going to talk about. And then the third thing we're going to talk about is those boundaries that we need to do on a consistent basis in the habits that we create in our conversations with people. Okay, so we're going to cover all three. So the first one I want to talk about is the autoresponders. Now, uh, so many of us, you know, have emails. We don't think about setting the autoresponder so much unless we're going on a vacation or stepping out of the office for, you know, extended periods of time. Or maybe we're going to a conference or we're involved in a big meeting. And we use them for that. But what about using autoresponders for other things? Like, um, if you said, you know, say, say you were just barraged with lots of emails and you're not able to respond to them as quickly as maybe you have been because it's a habit you've created, you could start putting responders saying, I check emails at blank and blank times of day. I'll get back to you as soon as possible during those times. And then every email that comes in, that's the message they get. Well, two things will happen with that. Number one, they'll feel like they're actually getting a response that they can live with. So they know you're not just ignoring them and and they don't have this, you know, big question mark over when you will get back because you're making clear as to when you will. But secondly, it sets you free from feeling like you have to respond to every email that comes in. And then it allows you to concentrate on other projects and, and tasks that you need to take care of, whether they be personal or professional, right? And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's done in a very eloquent, professional way. Uh, there's no reason in the world why someone would be offended at getting that type of message kicked back to them by you, right? So the the next thing that you could do is um, have, uh, you know, other autoresponders set up for maybe different reasons. 
Uh, for example, if you're, you, you're inundated at this moment with lots of projects, you may have to put in a message that you'll respond within 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Um, here again, you're giving them a response so they know when they will hear back from you. Um, and you could even offer, say, an alternate number for emergencies. Uh, obviously, that could go wrong at times, but it is a way to kind of uh, keep uh, you, yourself from getting too wound up in things that maybe are unconcerning on an urgent basis, okay? The next thing that you could do is have check times for your social media or, or uh, any other accounts that are related to work. Plan each day to have check times. So it might be you check your social media or your accounts that, that may be related to work uh, at uh, 8 a.m., at, uh, you know, maybe 11 a.m. right before lunch or at, during lunch, and then at 2 p.m. and then maybe at 5 p.m. before you go home or 4.30 before you go home. Or maybe you have less check times. Maybe you do them at 10 and 2, and that's it. That's all you do. Uh, what happens is then you, you create a system that, uh, again, frees you up to do the things that you need to do without feeling like you have to check very often. It also helps you to develop some discipline in your schedule so that you're not constantly distracted by it. And then shut off your notifications so that you're not tempted to do it if you happen to have an addiction in checking every time you hear a bling or a ding. And then just tell yourself, okay, I'm only going to check at these check times. These are the times that I'm going to check and then decide how long that is, whether that's a five-minute check time, a 10-minute check time, I guess it would depend on how often you create them. But um, this system, once put in place, develops some very powerful, very healthy habits. And uh, when you do them long term, you start to realize how much more you can get done. And you also begin to phase away from habits that have been destructive to you, that are very distractive and keeping you from accomplishing what you know you should be doing. And uh, obviously, social media can be... Uh, you know, at times, depressing or frustrating. <laughs> so checking it too often, or especially checking it when you should be concentrating on something else, could really throw you off emotionally and then make productivity even harder. So these are some important things that you can do that will really help. Now, finally, I said that it would help you with some ideas on how you could communicate in, in, you know, creating these technical boundaries. Now, this isn't as technical, but learning to say no is a big one. And, and a lot of people struggle with that. But just deciding in advance as often as you can what you will and will not allow yourself to get involved in, okay? And the more that you can think about it in advance strategically as to what you should and shouldn't be involved in, you know, considering how it aligns with your vision and your goals and considering how it aligns with the projects and the needs that you have or the priorities that you know that you need to tend to is really the, the goalposts here. But deciding in advance as much as you can is going to empower you to be able to say, say no. Whereas if you don't think about it in advance and you don't strategize it in advance, then you, you get kind of sucked into it. So those are my tips for today on those boundaries. I invite you to come back tomorrow for more. I hope this is helping you. Please share it with anyone that you think it might. And I look forward to having you back. Thank you for joining.